This Week in Nerd News is proudly sponsored by Carnegie Hall's Afrofuturism Festival 2022 in New York City. The festival will bring together an incredible group of musicians, writers, filmmakers, and more, including the multi-talented and Grammy Award-winning artist Flying Lotus, who will be performing February 12th at 8 p.m. Eastern. The festival begins soon, so click the link in our show notes to see the full slate of events and get your tickets now. Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all of the pop culture you may have missed this week. Brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Victoria Routine. And I am your host, Michael Snyder. What's up? I think this is the first time that you and I have recorded together in the new year. I'm excited. How are you doing today? You know, it's it's good to be back in podcast land in the endless void that is a recording studio in my in my home. And and this nice little microphone and your lovely voice as well <laughs> as we exist in this Discord chat room as we talk about all things nerdy. It's great to be back. Yes. So, do you, sir, have Mad Libs to start us off? Oh, I've been waiting 2022. for you. I've been waiting for you to ask that question for, for so much longer than, than I think you think. So, <laughs> Okay, okay. It's been like a month since we've done a Mad Lib Mad Lib because we had the whole yeah. end of year celebration of things. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have time to do all of the trivia. And it's it's almost the end of January. Somehow. Somehow time keeps going on. Yeah. So... I've been I've been saving I've been stockpiling so this is gonna be some of like the best of Mad Libs from like the past past month so okay. are you ready? I am so ready to lose my faith in humanity again. Let's let's do this. Excellent because I'm excited to be back with the game show host voice and plenty of wild <laughs> news stories as reality continues to deteriorate under unstable conditions. Welcome back to Mad Libs of News Headlines. So for this time, you're going to be guessing what each of the uh, missing pieces of these headlines are. Okay, uh-huh. It, it, it should be fairly straightforward, and I, I will give hints because these are difficult, and some of the hints are baked in, but are you ready? Okay. We have we have five yeah. we have five very, very tantalizing news headlines, in, in, in yeah. my personal opinion. Yeah, let's do it. First off, from January 10th from BBC News, this hungry animal may have unearthed the largest collection of Roman coins ever to be discovered in northern Spain. Said animal was likely famished after a harsh winter and did not have the conceptualization of capitalism in order to convert the 209 gold coins into food for itself. What was the animal? <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay. So northern Spain makes me think mountains. Also, like famished makes me feel after a harsh winter makes me think mountains. But I don't know what things live in the Spanish mountains. That is that is completely reasonable. As a hint, I will say that it does not care, which is the sanitized version of this popular meme. Oh no. I'm supposed to know memes. Oh god. I didn't I realize terrible, I was supposed to prepare mistake. for this. Okay. A honey badger? Yes, actually. It, it was a badger. Oh, alright. Badgers are pretty great. 
I should have gone with an Avatar reference instead in hindsight, but... Ooh, yeah. No, I, I also appreciate this. Also, I realize that I just said badgers are great. For anyone listening, they are great from a distance. Please don't approach <laughs> badgers. <laughs> They're kind of mean. Badgers, badgers really, really like their personal space, and yeah. they also really like being fed, so... The, the article was just very amusing. It's just sort of like, it found these coins and just looked like, what am I supposed to do with these? And then some archaeologists found them later. It's like, a badger was here, and here are 209 gold coins. I feel like that could be like the start of a quest line, for sure. It does sound like a Redwall story now that we say it out loud, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, definitely. Okay, I've got one on the board. I'm yeah. excited. All right. Let's continue. Uh, From January 11th, Pop Crave. This celebrity couple drank each other's blood. After this, rapper bullied into becoming a punk rocker proposed to this actress who has starring roles in two Michael Bay franchises. I know this one. You know when... Like, some days, the algorithm is like, oh, you know me. We are basically soulmates in kind of a scary way. And then other days, the algorithm is like, I've, I've never met you. Here's the thing that maybe you would like. I got this. And I was like, why do you think that I want to know this? Because I don't. But now I know that it was actually universe magic because it was like, you're going to have to do this on the podcast. You need to know this thing. This is... Can I even remember their names? Megan Fox and mm. Machine Gun Kelly. Ding, ding, ding. That is correct. I I very distinctly remember the news being sort of like, oh, they're they're engaged. Good for them. And then like the next day, it's sort of like they engaged after drinking each other's blood. It's just like that. That's a little weird. There was little... so much. Like I, I I feel like it. The the story just kept unfolding. There was like oh, let me tell you this really crazy story about the ring and why it's not not... And I was like, it's still... It's just a ring. But you know what? I am glad that they are happy. It gave me flashbacks to when Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton did weird things. (laughs) But, you know, you you can do whatever weird things you want. Yeah, as long as you are consenting adults, do, do what you feel like you need to do. I don't advise drinking... No. Blood in no. general, definitely no. not in a pandemic, definitely not as like folks who engage in like tattoos regularly. That's maybe not the safest choice, but you know, do you? All right, January 18th from Pitchfork. This beloved child actor who has since grown up and taken an almost Nicolas Cage approach to his projects as he's been on stage erotically with a horse and then had guns done to his hands, uh, will be portraying this iconic artist of parody and polka. I know both of these. I know the actor and the person he's portraying in a biopic. And I'm super excited. I don't know what's happening. Because I know these things. This is Daniel Radcliffe, and he's going to be in a biopic about Weird Al Yankovic. Which is, like, both a weird casting and the perfect casting. I'm so excited for this movie, just, like, abstractly. Because, like, Daniel Radcliffe definitely has, like, Weird Al vibes. And, like, you wouldn't think of it. 
but then you think about it, sort of like this this makes perfect sense um, yeah it's gonna be the, good yeah but the way that the headline was written there was also some confusion that Wild Al was gonna play Daniel Radcliffe in a <laughs> biopic which I would also watch yeah. in hindsight I feel like, like he that would say yes so, I feel like Weird Al would be on board for that project so I think I think they should do a paired uh, biopic where they each play each other. I think you should do like a back-to-back uh, box office sale type thing yeah. for it. I think it would be great. I will take the uh, Weird Al Yankovic uh, biopic with Daniel Radcliffe as a standalone unit, though. Yes, good times. All right, I'm feeling nervous now because I've gotten three in a row. It's going to get harder now. <laughs> okay. Well, this one... All right. the, the, this one, I think you have a pretty fair chance of getting because there's only so many social media platforms. But okay. uh, also from January 18th, this time from Deadline, PBS announced a new diversity initiative, well, initiatives, including the launch of a new account on this popular social media platform. I have so many questions. Um, I have no idea what social media platform this would be. Um, I am... Yes, I'm going to guess. Uh, my guesses are TikTok or Instagram. Because I feel like it's going to be more visual than wordy. I'm going to say Instagram. Unfortunately, it was TikTok. Ah, uh, all right. All right, I'll take it. Okay, also, how does we're starting a TikTok equal we now care about diversity? I'm very confused. I think the rationale based on, on what I've, I've gathered is that, like, PBS wants to, like, show more diverseness in its, like, programming and its content. So it's like, here is this major platform where we can put these things on this grand stage, right? Like, hypothetically, like, that that's the framework. PBS, the TV show, the TV production company, public the, the public broadcasting service. Yeah. Yeah. needs okay all right yep mm-hmm. we should move on <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna dissect whether or not nope. like a television company needs a tiktok in order to reach the the youths the youth nope nope, nope. No, just nope. gonna nope. just gonna move on okay yes um, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so this one's from this week this one's a more recent recent fanfare type situation so uh january 21st from variety a federal class action lawsuit has been filed by two fans after watching yesterday because they expected this actress to be in the movie, but unfortunately, all of her scenes were cut out. As a result of paying $3.99, they are now seeking to recoup $5 million on behalf of all of the fans impacted by this grievous removal of this actress's scenes from this movie. I guess they really liked Blade Runner 2049, Knives Out, and No Time to Die. I have no idea who this person is. I feel like a, a like vague blonde woman is in my head, but I have no idea who this person is. I think this is hilarious. Um, it's giving me this coffee was too hot vibes. <laughs> um... Well, to be fair, the coffee too hot vibe was actually too hot in hindsight. Exactly. And there was, in fact, like, harm done. I'm not sure what harm 
It's fine. I don't know who this this actress is. Um, it is Anna D. Amos, uh, who was uh, the AI in Blade Runner 2049, the lead in Knives Out, and one of the Bond girls in No Time to Die. I'm going to pretend like I know who that person is. Essentially, what happened is that she, she was portrayed in the trailer because she had like a bit role in the movie like like five or six scenes and then ultimately as movie productions go they had to cut it for time and these fans like it's like we're gonna watch this movie because of this one actress and she didn't show up so we want our money back so they're kind of claiming like false advertising something something to that effect yes that still seems like a, a huge huge markup I mean, they're doing it on behalf of all fans, because class action. Oh, I see. I do think that means I won this week, though, right? You did. That was a near-perfect round. All right, so with that, let's take a short break, and then we are going to come back with a monster of an animation round for y'all. So, see you on the flip side. And welcome back. We have done Mad Libs, and now we're going to do animation. So there is so much animation news this week. So one of the things that we like to talk about every time something comes up is Craig of the Creek. Because Craig of the Creek is just amazing. Uh, If you have not seen our editor Omar's tweets about Craig of the Creek, like, Go find them. Go find them. They're usually reposted on Instagram as well. But Craig of the Creek is amazing for tons and tons and tons of representation reasons. And it's just really chill, you know? We got news. Some that is kind of old. Some that is new. Just an amalgamation. They got renewed for season five, which is awesome. I think everyone kind of knew that was going to happen. But sometimes they do weird things. We also got a little bit more news about the spinoff show for Jessica, who is Craig's little sister. So we knew that a spinoff had been greenlit. It's called Jessica's Big Little World, and it is going to be targeted to a younger audience. In fact, it's going to come out on Cartoonito, which is a thing. Uh, We also found out that it is going to be released in 2023, and then very, very exciting. There's going to be a Craig of the Creek movie that is also released in 2023 about how Craig came to the Creek and became the adventurer that we love. In a completely different realm, we have stop motion news, specifically Ardman Studios. I love Ardman. I love stop motion. I could do a whole episode on stop motion. But Ardman has come out with some news. So if you don't know Ardman Studios, there are a lot of names, some of which we're going to talk about, such as Wallace and Gromit, Chicken Run, Early Man, The Pirates. There was another one. There's just so many that are Ardman. They're kind of pioneers when it comes to stop motion studio or stop motion things. Doug was also theirs. And the news that we have is that there is going to be a Chicken Run 2, Dawn of the Nugget, which I think is an amazing name. And they have shaken up the cast as far as voice actors go, which is very good. I, I appreciate 
that they looked at the that they read the room. Ardman read the room, and I was like, maybe we should get new voice actors for this movie, and I appreciate that greatly. And the story also looks fun. It's going to take up after Chicken Run 1, I guess, now that they have found their sanctuary, but wait, maybe they need to save the rest of Chicken Kind. So they will be doing that. And then there's going to be a new Wallace and Gromit movie. Shaun the Sheep. Shaun the Sheep is another name that I should have thrown out there. So, Wallace and Gromit are oldies, but goodies. Very British. I happen to love them a lot. They get into all different types of shenanigans. And Shaun the Sheep is actually a spinoff of Wallace and Gromit. Uh, Also, Timmy the Sheep is also a spinoff of Wallace and Gromit. And while there has been new, especially Shaun the Sheep, stuff coming out recently... There hasn't been an official Wallace and Gromit uh, production for 14 years. Did I, as a teenager, force my mother to take me to see that in theaters? Yes, absolutely. I'm super excited that there's going to be a new movie coming out on Netflix. There's not much released about it yet, other than Gromit is going to save Wallace yet again. Because that's what dogs are, are good for, you know? Dogs are great at that. So I'm super excited for stop motion stuff. Moving on. Like I said, there's a lot. We're not even through my part of it yet. Moving on. So we got good news. We always have to temper good news with not so great news. So two not so great things. One very entertaining. The first is that Arthur, which is the longest running children's animated series in the history of American TV is ending. We talked about this a little while ago, but it's, it's like actually happening now um, because time is not real. And so Arthur, who is an aardvark, uh, you may remember this kind of after school cartoons coming home and seeing Arthur deal with how to make friends, how to deal with siblings, that kind of stuff. Um, And I think for a lot of us millennials and maybe Gen Z, Arthur's got a very special place. And so the fact that it is finally leaving the air is a loss, um, but I think it it gives an opportunity for younger folks to go back and find it, which is always cool. And last, for me anyway, is that Disney's doing weird things. (laughs) I mean, are we surprised? I just, I don't understand how one way they can make really great decisions for, like, Star Wars. And then they decided to make a live-action Aristocats. And I just, I feel like after The Lion King, which had literal Beyonce and still was super weird, (laughs) and the Cats movie... Just maybe we should stay away from felines. Just, I just, I feel like this, who said yes? Who said yes? (laughs) And with that, that's the end of my part of animation. How are you feeling, Mikkel? We're not gonna, we're not gonna talk about live action arrest the cats, because that's (laughs) just begging for terrible things. Why? Chicken Run came out in like 2000. This is 22 years later, and we're getting a Chicken Run 2. What a sentence. I'm excited for it. I, I remember the original Chicken Run fondly. 
I don't know what more to say about Craig of the Creek other than Craig of my Creek <laughs> always has my heart. It always will. It's a great show. It's fantastic. Been watching it on HBO Max. Uh, there was a clip that got passed around uh, Filipino Twitter where one of the characters was uh, the sewer queen was like confirmed to be Filipino, and we had this like sweet interaction with her Lola and Craig and the Lola, and it was just really nice and it really made my week. So more Craig of the Creek content now and forever. Thank you HBO Max for giving us that because you're not giving us much else in terms of an interface. <laughs> <laughs> you have so much animation. It's okay. <laughs> Earlier this month, I saw Bell, which is a movie from uh, Mamoru Hosada, who did, like, Summer Wars, the Digimon movies, The Boy and the Beast, just, like, a bunch of great, fantastic movies. And I've been obsessed with this film ever since I saw it. My review's up on the website. Please go check that out. It got an estimated $2 million over its four-day uh, frame, which was a record for the director, and it's great. In part of the specialty box office, and it's also been nominated by the Japanese Academy uh, for the Film Prize for Animation of the Year. It's a sci-fi fantasy retelling of Beauty and the Beast, except that it's sort of like set in this world where like it's like the metaverse, but it's a better version of the metaverse because it's not actually the metaverse that Facebook is pushing on you. But, like, it's really beautiful. It made me cry a lot. You should watch Bell if you're comfortable going to theaters. It's just really good. And the music's just, just fantastic. And I, I, need to, I need everyone to know about Bell and how good Bell is. Moving on, uh, Netflix had a couple cool announcements in addition to the Check and Run stuff where they released the first trailer for The Cuphead Show, which is the animated adaptation of the popular bullet hell video game. It was also suspiciously included in their family segment of the February Scissor Reel, which was odd, because Cuphead is very much an M-rated game that deals with drugs, alcohol, and hunting souls of debtors. So, like, I have I have some questions about, about its uh, demographic now. Uh, in addition, they've also announced Kid Cosmic Season 3 is coming out on Netflix on February 3rd. Love Kid Cosmic, that's from Craig McCracken, the creative Powerpuff Girls, amongst others. That's really exciting, it's been really good. And then finally, we're getting a Shenmue adaptation on Adult Swim, and Shenmue is a classic uh, Dreamcast game about a martial artist trying to seek vengeance for his father. And it's very, like, niche type of game, but, like, it, it, it was very beloved back in the day, and it's exciting to see the franchise still get that shine many years later, so... Any thoughts on these, Victoria? Uh, mostly that I need to have more free time <laughs> so that I can view all of this media. I don't know much about any of these titles. I am definitely going to go back and do Kid Cosmic because Craig McCracken is one of my favorite writer animation people. So I am excited for that I do not feel like going to a theater. To be fair, I didn't feel like going to theaters before, you know, global Completely virus reasonable. things happened. Completely reasonable. So, I will wait for Belle, though. It does sound amazing, so I will wait for it to be at a thing that I can do in my house. I also don't know what's going on with the Cuphead show. I think sometimes people who don't play video games are like this animation feels like it's for children. I'll put it with the children's stuff. It's not how it works. Like, Fallout, also not for children, even though it's got that, like, cute little dude. 
not how that works. This, the animation style of uh, Cuphead has always given me, like, early Disney, like, Mm -hmm. weird Mickey Mouse when he kind of still looked like a rat. Yeah. That type of animation vibes. Mm -hmm. To be fair, early Disney is also not really family friendly. (laughs) Also true. Also true. But, yeah, I think that it might be, like, someone not really understanding what was happening and, like, this looks like it's for kids. Don't take your kids to that. And I'm always up for new adult swim stuff, so while I don't know Shenmue, maybe I will soon. So much animation news this so week. Much. And, and I love to see it, because it's all great animation news, sans the whole live-action Aristocats <laughs> thing. Yeah. Less said about that, the better. So, uh, we're gonna wrap up this episode with our not-quite-padded-in-lightning round, but the thing that we do at the end of every episode will... We just throw out some more stuff that we didn't want to talk about at length, but we still want to make sure that you are familiar and and know about going forward. So, uh, Mobile Entertainment gave us our first look at Moon Knight, starring Oscar Isaac on Disney+. Plus. It looks good. Like, all Marvel properties look good at this point. It's going to be fine. It's going to be enjoyable. I like Oscar Isaac as the, as the character Moon Knight. Uh, Microsoft, and what is going to be a monumental moment for the video game industry is poised to purchase Activision Blizzard in the midst of a variety of scandals and public backlash over the studio's general awfulness, including sexual misconduct and discrimination. It is a reported $67 million acquisition, and there are so many questions about like monopolies and whether or not the CEO transference, and it's just, it's just a mess. The numbers are mind-boggling. We'll talk more as we know more, but right now it's just like, wow, that's that's a thing. Um, Saga's back. After several year hiatus, Saga's finally returned into comic book shelves on January 26th, and Saga 55 will resume Hazel and her family's journey throughout a wonderfully vibrant universe that Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples have cultivated. Thank God Saga's back. We need Saga right now. And then finally, uh, Bong Joon-ho, the director behind Parasite, is in talks with Warner Brothers for his next latest film, an untitled science fiction project with Robert Pattinson, also known as Batman, which is also a thing that's happening in the near future. So if you'd like to hear thoughts on these topics or anything else in nerd news, feel free to tweet us at BlackNerdProblems with the hashtag TWINN. That was This Week in Nerd News. Tune in next week for more pop culture. I am your host, Mikkel Snyder. And I'm your host, Victoria Vertine. Thank you for joining us once again on your podcast queue. And remember to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you do listen to podcasts. We'll catch you next week. Bye.